Three, two, one. Welcome to the David the Dog Trainer podcast, episode eighty-six. Um, today, Josh and I are here again. Tuesday, Wednesday, two days after we filmed our last episode, <laughs> we're catching up. Yep. I have a lot of travel in the next couple of months that I'm doing, mm-hmm. so we're we're um, we're making up for lost time, if you will. There it is. So listen. So last uh, last episode we did was a heavy one, guys. Uh, if you haven't listened to it already, you could head back and listen to it. We're not going to talk about it too much. Um, I just want to let everybody know that I've received a. I didn't even tell you this yet. I received a ridiculous amount of messages already since we posted that two days ago and it's really? only on Spotify right now because we haven't posted it anywhere else yet. Yeah. And there were some great messages. So I really appreciate everybody's okay. support through that episode. Uh, I really hope that that episode brings some uh, clarity and value to anybody who may be struggling with a difficult dog, who may be struggling with making difficult decisions with a difficult dog, uh, who may be in a position where, you know, it just helps them provide some more insight into dogs in general, right? Yeah. But it was a great episode. Uh, obviously, we're going to rebound today on a little yeah. bit more <laughs> lighthearted of a note with things. Yeah. So so uh, it's literally been two days. I mean, we don't have dick to fucking talk about. It. <laughs> so um, I, I got a couple little things we'll touch on here. Yeah. But then we're going to just... We're just gonna watch a YouTube video here. Yeah. Um, we'll let we'll let our boy Caesar Milan do the talking in this. There you and go. I want to, you know, I just pulled up kind of a random video here: Caesar Milan versus overprotective Rottweiler. Again, Caesar's kind of a controversial guy in the industry, but I do really like the work he does. Um, and I want to be entertained a little bit, and mm-hmm. I want to see what this video is all about, and see if uh, it can provide some value to our audience, whether in the form of the things he's saying being great. Or whether in the form of me disagreeing with it and me being able to give you guys my opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, again, I like Caesar, so I don't think it'll be too uh, critical here. But you know, he's got some <laughs> some um, some different ways and stuff. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Uh, on another note, we didn't get to talk about this yet. We brought the vlog back. I've had a lot of people ask me uh, where'd the vlog go. Right, we kind of stopped doing it for a little bit. We got sixty-five episodes in, I think. We hit pause on it. Uh, for maybe the last month, I would say, maybe potentially a little bit longer than that. No reason for that other than, I mean, we put out a fucking... shit ton of content and like <laughs> yeah. it's just that that was a that was a huge timing train i mean that takes page films the vlog obviously that takes her that is her entire job when she's doing vlogging is she films all fucking day long and then she takes a day off and edits the whole thing takes her eight hours or more to put together i mean mm-hmm. the last one was literally an hour long you know yeah um, but it is just chock full of content. I mean, there's I, I watched back this first one because she, you know, is doing some new editing to it, making it look a little bit more fancy, stuff like that. And there's some good content in that vlog, man. So um, we had a lot of people missing it when it was gone, reaching out about it. We brought it back. It's back to stay. We're doing some restructuring of the media department to uh, continue to put out the best content we can for you guys. So we hope you guys enjoy that, obviously. Um yeah. Anything new with you? Not really. We do this every time. <laughs> Literally, Josh and I sat on my front porch today for 55 minutes, probably <laughs> almost a full hour and had like the best like media and content brainstorming session yeah. ever. Yep. And every time we fucking do this, we're like, man, we should have just filmed that. <laughs> that would have been great. People would have loved that. Yeah, right. right? Every time. It didn't happen, though. Uh, I, I guess I could announce this because I did officially lock it in. Like, it's locked in. Yep. Uh, we are gonna we have a couple of guests coming up, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this coming month, we have Proper Paws joining us again. She's yeah. coming on on the 15th, I believe. A uh, lot of people really like the podcast that I did with her. I'm really excited to have her back on. She has exploded since we had her on last week. Oh, we yeah. had her on. I think she had maybe like 8,000 followers on Instagram. It was a fairly new page. That girl is at like 100K right now. Organic. Ooh. She ain't paying for all of them or anything. Her page just blew the fuck up. Nice. And I'm very excited to talk with her about that growth, mm-hmm. uh, some of the things she's doing, how that's impacted and changed things for her. I mean, that is a massive, massive, was that 100X increase? Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're having her on. Um, I have a guest that we are... Almost locked in on, and then we have, uh, I locked in yesterday, Tyler Mudo is going to be coming on the podcast. I've talked about him a lot, man. Uh, Tyler is 
is and was my mentor through my dog training career. He mm. is one of the smartest figures in the dog training world, both from a innovative training standpoint, but additionally from a business standpoint. I mean, he has pretty much shifted at this point from being a dog trainer to being a dog trainer trainer, right? He mm. is truly doing business consulting for dog trainers in a way that I don't think anybody is doing right now. I think he, I, if you own a dog training business and you are not hiring him for consulting, I mean, you are, you're making some serious mistakes because <laughs> that dude is a smart dude and I'm so excited to talk with him about it. Blocked him in for two hours on the podcast. I'm excited for that one because that's going to be my time to just indulge myself and ask him all the questions that I give a fuck about <laughs> yeah. and basically be like, hey, Tyler, how do I fix my business <laughs> for for the sake of helping all you guys out? Yeah. So I'm, I'm extremely pumped for that episode. We'll have him on at the end of the month. Um and, and that's going to be a great one. So as we're going, both of those people, if anybody has any questions for them and wants to submit those questions, I would be happy to have like a little Q&A segment on the end. Um, and um, yeah, we'll see if we could provide everybody some value. That's yeah. what's been new in the last couple of days. Yeah. Do you, would you say Tyler's like one of the OG like viral YouTube like dog trainers like yeah. back in the day yeah he was one of the first guys on youtube we talked about him watch a bunch of his videos yeah. one time um he was one of the first guys back in like the forum days like mm-hmm. when you'd go on like whatever not even reddit like whatever yeah. the internet forums <laughs> were we going yeah. to talk about shit like he was one of the yeah. og guys on there uh and additionally one of the first dog trainers on youtube uh that really posted a lot of well put together yeah. content uh that did get him a lot of traction and because he was early on that then Learberg picked him up he did some courses with Learberg which is when I found him and mm-hmm. we'll get into all that kind of stuff obviously in the podcast episode uh but yeah he was one of the OGs with that stuff yeah that's what I'm saying he's just like yeah always on the cusp of something you know yeah just pushing the boundaries of pushing things. them pushing yeah. the envelope so really really excited for that one mm-hmm. so like I said I don't want to talk a whole lot today so uh <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna watch this video and kind of see what we get here. All right. So let's get rolling. It's been a while since we used this TV. I was also thinking, I was like, man, we haven't used the TV in a while. I want to use the TV. That's true. All right, let me give us a little bit of a little juice here. A little, a little juice. Crank this bitch up. All right, here we go. <laughs> I caught this is stupid. <laughs> I I caught myself in a lesson yesterday. <laughs> Literally yesterday. I was like, so so we were talking about the pet corrector, yeah. right? I had this uh, client go and buy one and um <laughs> <laughs> they changed the design of it, which first off, if anybody use okay, if anybody uses pack, I love pack correctors, obviously. Yeah. I'm team pack corrector. I think they're made by the company of animals or something like that. The company of animals, if you're listening to this, you fucked up. <laughs> they changed the cap on it. It used to be just a regular cap, like a spray spray uh, spray paint can. Yeah, just right, sh- right. They changed it to this like safety cap with like whatever. And it's so hard to push it down. Like we're sitting there. I was like, you have to like squeeze the shit out of this thing to push it down. It's ridiculous. Right? Uh-uh. It's the stupidest design in the world. So she gives it to me. She's like, yeah, this is dumb. And I'm like trying to pop the lid off it and stuff. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I caught myself. This is this is where like like whatever political correctness or like, you know, whatever the fuck like sometimes goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. Right. I caught myself. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I was like, let me see if I can just pop this bitch off and put a new one on it <laughs> in the middle of the <laughs> And then I looked at her. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I'll swear all day long in my yeah. lessons. But something about me saying, like, yeah, I'm going to pop this, this bitch, bitch off. <laughs> like, just like, maybe I'll cool it on that. Who knows? Whatever. I think she thought it was funny. So, All right. Here we go. So this is Caesar Milan versus overprotective Rottweiler description here. In this video, Caesar Milan uses a method of redirection to create the desired outcome with an overprotective Rottweiler. All right. Let's see what we get. Okay, so this is going to be interesting already because first and foremost, now I'm assuming that's just a clip of, I don't know what they're going to do, but you got the clip of dog reacting out the window and she's trying to lure him with treats, which typically, in my opinion, is a big (laughs) no-no. Talk about, we had somebody talking about on our post we made about using the pet corrector the other day. Oh, that looks like a great way to get 
redirected on, meaning the dog turning and biting at you, mm -hmm. to which I said, I was like, yeah, so is shoving treats in a dog's face that's <laughs> reacting, which is what a yeah. lot of force free trainers recommend. So yeah. if my boy Caesar here is recommending doing that, I don't know if I like that. So we'll see. All right, so this is day four. It's actually graduation day. This is where day I teach people technique because by then they understand that we have to be respectful to nature, that we have to understand the animals are instinctual, that we have to be aware of our energy. So then I'm gonna teach right now at Rottweiler, they have become very protective of their car. And of course, her owner, she has to learn how to use the technique that is called redirection. So we're gonna, we're gonna show her how, in a very peaceful way, in a very calm way, in a very community way, because I'm gonna use all the trainers to help me achieve the same goal. And at the same time, the uh, students will participate, at least one of the students will participate uh, to, f to face her fear, because one of them is afraid of Rottweilers. So I'm gonna teach her how to read a bark or how to understand a bark, and why the dog is not being aggressive is actually alerting the owner. So it's, for me, it's about forming a community where everybody has the same agreement so we can actually help our beloved dogs. So this will be interesting to see because right off the rip now, he did allude to this in a minute, right? So you had this Rottweiler going bananas out the car window, yeah. right? A lot of people equate that to aggression. We know that's not necessarily the case, right? So many dogs, especially Rottweilers, German Shepherds, things like that, they'll display these reactive, aggressive looking behaviors, right? Just because they're restrained away from stuff. But in most of those yeah. cases, they're not aggressive. They may be acting a little defensively, trying to make the person go away mm -hmm. uh, and learning they can kind of control that situation. But it's usually not with the intent of actually doing any sort of harm or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that being said, it still can result in a bite, right? Like, so you get into dogs reacting like that. Obviously, their intention is, I just want to make this scary thing go away. I want to make this threat go away, obviously. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're getting into their space and pushing those boundaries, right, you could still get tagged in that situation, Yeah. right? So uh, then you get into, he was talking about alerting the owner as opposed to acting aggressively. Again, in most cases, I don't think that dogs are conscious enough to be like, I'm barking to let my owner that something is, know that something is there. I, <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't really think that that's a state of mind that dogs can get into, right? Hmm. I think in most cases, dogs are barking for selfish reasons of, again, just being overstimulated or trying to make something go away, or trying to elicit a response out of the trigger or the thing that they're uh, barking at. So mm. let's see what we get. We're gonna do a nice, beautiful demonstration right now with a Rottweiler that is extremely protected in the car. Now, I don't know if the training started, but for the people that can't see this, um, the Rottweiler is in the car. Caesar's right next to the car, and the dog is staring at him, definitely concerned, right? Yeah. You see a little whale eye, stuff like that, but it's not reacting yet. Yeah. So we'll see what we get. Move it into the other side. You don't, you just block it? Do we have anything? For the redirection? Have you tried a redirection before? Your gas is low. I know. <laughs> <laughs> look at that look on the face. Huh? You guys see the face? Yeah. But it, I'm doing the no, no touch, no touch, no contact. See the eye. Yeah. So here is a, so, so right now, um, I'm going to approach again. Okay? So when she comes on this direction, I want you just to wave the food. So he's basically telling her when the dog is fixating on the trigger to take that bowl of food, get him to sniff it, get him to turn back towards her, get him to sniff it, get him to turn back towards her. Now, will this method work with some dogs? This is, again, a very commonly used force-free technique of redirecting dogs, right? Yeah, it can. Right. You could get the dog's attention off of things using it. Right. Yeah. It's no different than with a puppy and they're chewing on something they shouldn't and you use that toy to, hey, do this instead. Right. Mm -hmm. and you could start to shape a more appropriate behavior with it. I've always lived by the philosophy, though, of 
by definition, positive reinforcement isn't going to stop a behavior. It may shift the state of mind and change the dog from being in a state of mind of be feeling defensive to being in a state of mind of wanting to shift and get that reward and no longer being concerned about the trigger. But next time it happens, if the dog goes right back into that concerned state of mind, it's not ever inhibiting that state of mind. So I prefer mm. to inhibit that state of mind, teach them you can't do this, yeah. then show them what they should do after. Mm. So that's redirection because she said what she wants is for the dog to stop, but she's using block. But once the dog is from five to 10, you're not gonna block a rock by You're just not. Now, when he says block, you're not going to block the Rottweiler. He means like physically hold the dog back. Like she's been like, dog starts working. It's like, hey, get away, right? Pushing the dog, pushing mm -hmm. the dog. That's just creating more restraint, creating more frustration. A correction should actually shift the dog's state of mind and essentially snap them out of it. So instead of pushing them away, we're actually applying a consequence that's more motivating than the thing that they're focused on. Mm. All right. Right there. <clears throat> Open it completely. Pass it to me. So, so that it was, it was here. Right. Wait until the dog moves. Then you bring it here. Yeah. Wait until she moves that way. So you look. Now, it's very interesting because the dog is, I mean, he's all over the car. And the dog only started reacting when he made hard eye contact with the dog, mm -hmm. right? Now, obviously, I don't think that a dog should react if you're making hard eye contact. But you can clearly tell this dog is not that bad with it, right? Yeah. Which is good, right? And this is a method that with a dog that's not that bad might work fairly well, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I would still prefer to give a correction for it. But um, the dog doesn't seem that bad. Now, that said, the hard eye contact creating the response definitely goes to show that this is not just alerting. It's a defensive state, right? Mm -hmm. Eye contact is very challenging for dogs. So mm -hmm. you start, hey, you know, like looking them down like that, they could feel really uncomfortable. And if they want to meet that challenge with reactivity, that's where you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. So it has very little to do with the owner. So that was what's missing. Okay. Do it again, okay? So you present it, you smell it, you call her on the other side, then you give him a little. I mean, the dog's even taking food from Caesar. Yeah. He's not that concerned. <laughs> not that defensive or overprotective. Okay, let's do it again. Eat it, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Now, additionally, and this is something Caesar talks about a lot in his videos and stuff, um, is forget the food. Let's say this drill just kept happening where you just kept walking up to the car, elicited that barking response and didn't leave. What's happening is you're actually removing the reinforcement behind why the dog's barking in the first place. So, mm. so far, every time he's approached, this girl is like epically failed at what he's told her to do, mm -hmm. which is like lure the dog away with a reward and give yeah. it to him. Like there's been no success with that so far, obviously, yeah. which is fine. Obviously she's learning, uh, but him just going up to the car, the dog starting to get protective and him not leaving starts to in the dog's mind realize wait this behavior i'm used to working doesn't work right now so yeah. the behavior is going to get weaker over time because the reinforcement behind it goes away mm. and then pass me some there you go We want to be able to take it from here. Even if she's barking, you bring it on the other side. Okay? You know what I mean? That's why I keep on so close. And the dog moves back. It's not because I'm brave. No, no, no. It's because that dog, what he's saying, I'm alerting my human that I, a, a human is coming. Her intention is not to bite. Now, if you move the wrong way, uh, that's different. You know what I mean? Too. And if you create that, and then you can trigger that. Uh, this is the motion that I want her to do. Smell, and then Stella, here. So then become that tone of Stella is don't bark. 
right? But we're doing smell, and then the motion, and then the sound. Ready? You can turn it off because you have very little. <laughs> So I'm going to be associated with it. Okay. So she gives the first, then I become part of the association. So the way I'm helping is... <laughs> this is kind of the issue a lot of people have with him. Again, this is fine. You know, I don't have any big issue with this. But the things he's kind of explaining are 100% accurate. <laughs> we'll say, right? Yeah. So like, like, for example, like he said, first and foremost, right? Like... You get him, get the dog to sniff, right? Then you say Stella, and then put the treat behind to get the dog to come for it. And the dog associates Stella with don't bark. That's mm -hmm. not true. What you're doing is you're teaching an incompatible behavior. So mm -hmm. incompatible behaviors is something that, again, a lot of people talk about that do primarily reward-based training, which is basically if you're doing this, you can't do this, mm -hmm. right? If you're doing a sit, you can't be jumping, if you're doing a place command, you can't be getting into the trash can, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's mm -hmm. management. That's all it is, right? You're managing the issue by making the dog do something else that doesn't allow them to do the behavior you don't want. So the dog is not associating Stella with don't bark. The dog is associating Stella with come get a reward. Mm -hmm. But because it's an incompatible behavior, the dog is not going to be barking as well. Now you mm -hmm. can argue, well, the dog could bark while they're over by her. But it, it, technically, the dog is not going to be barking in that state of mind. Yeah. Right? Second thing, obviously, he got into was, all right, so she gave the reward. Now he's like, all right, give me the treats. And he gave the dog treats. Like, so now mm -hmm. I want to be associated with this as well. Right. Yeah. If the goal is redirection, the goal is to not have you be associated with it, yeah. right? The goal is to shift the attention off of you so you're a neutral party, yeah. right? So technically speaking, that's not what we'd want to do. Now, if the conversation was, I just want to create a positive association with me being by the car, yes, rewards over time will accomplish that. Now, we've talked about my opinions as well on having strangers give your dog treats, obviously. I think there's a little bit of risk involved in that. Yeah. But again, with a dog that's not necessarily aggressive and just a little reactive, it's not going to be the end of the world. It'll be fine, obviously. Mm -hmm. So let's keep watching. Not talk my contact, take, you know, give it some time, be relaxed. But then eventually we become part of the same team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can be uh, nervous, tense, move too fast, you know, lose your patience, because you're helping her. Yeah. Right, Stella? Good job. All right, so, so the motion that I want her to learn is not, like, you know, she did the full right like this. <laughs> I, I literally just went this, you know, this, and then Stella, and then she moves to here, and then she gives the food. Just take your time. Don't worry about it. This exercise is for you. Ready? Okay, so it's here. You're going to open it once I get close or once you start hearing the barking. And then it's the, uh, and then it's the name. Now, you can tell already the dog is starting to shift its attention to the food, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is where you get into this drill is not necessarily what's kind of solving this issue or calming the dog down. It's the repeated act of him approaching the car, the dog reacting, the reactivity not working, and then the dog getting rewarded, right? So he's kind of inhibiting the behavior by taking away the reinforcement for it, and then once the dog is no longer reacting, then getting rewarded for that behavior mm -hmm. is kind of what's actually happening here. Okay. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Call it, call it. There you go. Pass me that. Pass me that. So this is more like nose, you know, the chill, being in the intimate space. Get it? Mm-hmm. So this was an aggressive dog. There's no way in the world you can do this. 
so true aggression, the food wouldn't even, no. they no. wouldn't even register. No. You are the target. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're making the target. That's why you can re use it for redirection. Now, that point of an aggressive dog, the food wouldn't, you know, whatever, that's not necessarily the case. We'll see a lot of aggressive dogs that will still take rewards, but will still go right back to being aggressive. Yeah. Really, the reason why we know this is not an aggressive dog is because he's approaching the dog and the dog's not biting him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, some dogs are food-oriented, some dogs are toy-oriented. Toy then you use the toy as the target, as a reward. You know? Yeah. Yes? What would the strategy be if this was an aggressive dog? How would, you know, if there's some... Oh, um, the human should not be here. Okay. And yeah. then uh, that dog and me, we build a relationship before we actually do strategy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. This, the, this is because the dog is not uh, front of the pack or aggressive, you know? So for that, for that kind of situation, we don't do it this way. You take him for a walk, you take him to the beach, you buy some drinks, <laughs> you watch a movie together, you yeah. build trust yeah. before you tell him uh, aggression, uh, we don't want to practice it. You know what I mean? So you got to build the trust first and then you build some respect mm -hmm. and then you can start carving behavior. Mm -hmm. But this is not a red zone case. No. Yeah. Those are the dogs that I take away from their home mm -hmm. and they're human and then they spend time with me. So they can practice exercise, discipline, affection, natural, simple, profound activities, meeting the, meeting the emus, meeting the uh, chickens, meeting, you know, things that the dogs normally don't do in their daily life. You know, most city dogs don't have an emu as a friend. <laughs> or an alpaca or a llama. There you go, that's good. Say she went down. Uh -huh. Let's reward that. See, she went and lay down. And then that's when you move. So calm, surrender, mm -hmm. and then. Huh? No, uh, can you come out? Yeah. Come out of the car and <coughs> it stays there. Yeah. <coughs> no, just leave it down. Does your dog have problems like incessant barking, not coming when called, or pulling on the leash? So she's not even guarding the car. You know? Yeah. There you go. See? Stella. That's what I was saying. Peter. <laughs> Go in the back. <laughs> right here with, with Stella. We just, uh, she's a good girl. Stella. This is interesting, right? So, <clears throat> obviously, owner is no longer in the vehicle, right? Caesar gets in it, then he has everybody come up. So you get into why is this behavior the way it is? Right. This is something I talk about with clients a lot. Right. So obviously we know the dog is still protecting themselves. Right. We know that the dog, the component is they're trying to keep the person away because they feel that that person is a threat. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, a lot of people would look at this and they'll think, well, they're guarding the owner. That's why the owner no longer in the car affects the dog's behavior. Yes and no. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, the owner is contributing to the problem, but no, it's not that the dog is just being protective over the owner. It's the way that the owner makes the dog feel in the presence of the owner that causes them to feel emboldened enough to react in those aggressive manners, mm -hmm. right? So if us being around the dog constantly amplifies these like adrenaline spikes of 
I'm constantly like on edge and overstimulated and being around this person makes me feel a little bit more confident because they're constantly coddling me Mm -hmm. and they kind of give me this big ego and stuff like that. I'm going to feel more confident to react like I can handle this situation. But when that security blanket is pulled away, you really see the true dog, which is insecure. So now what we're seeing is we're seeing an insecure dog in these clips that's kind of like, whoa, what's going on? And instead of feeling confident and reacting, they're reserved and they're kind of going back, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about this with like uh, vet visits and, and things like that, where sometimes the owner isn't necessarily even a resource to the dog. They're like the security blanket that they back themselves up to and then are perceived in their mind like they're against a wall. Right. When they're next to the owner, they can't retreat anymore, which is why we'll see a lot of times like we had a video we posted a couple months ago of this dog that I did an assessment with that was acting aggressively. And I had the owner just drop the leash and just stand there, dog and a muzzle on. And I approached the owner and the dog aggressively lunged at me. Right. And tried to get away and tried to get away. But their way of getting away was like circling the owner. Right. They were trying to get away from me, but they didn't feel like they could actually move away because the owner was the back as far away as they can get, right? Does gotcha. that make sense? So that behavior amplifies because of that. And where does that come from? That comes from a lack of an owner creating boundaries for the dog mm. where they feel like you're just the ultimate sense of safety as opposed to you're not going to allow this either. So I'm kind of need to figure this out and handle this on my own. Yeah. Very interesting. I got her group back. That's, <laughs> That's what we did. Right, you can see right here, like obviously stressed, insecure, reserved. She's not approaching the window and trying to get Ooh, out of it like she was before. You got it! It's a different it's a different from um it's a different from, from what you saw earlier. Yeah, that's a, that living in the moment. Don't let it go. Yeah, living in the moment. Living in the moment. Do you hear the other guy? Let it go. Let it go. But you have to, yeah, while we're seeing it, we're doing a... Damn, that girl is freaked car. out I for know, being next to right? that car right now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so it's, it's, we have to learn not, uh, to assess and evaluate, even if, if, you know, if the dog behaves certain way, like three seconds ago, we have to uh, 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 honor that he has changed. It's like when we change, we want, to, we want people to honor that we change. We want people to, to believe the change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Look, he's in the back laying down. <laughs> I just wanted to be, I wanted you to be part of the man. She's like, can I, I leave now? Yeah. <laughs> she wants to fly. Look at the yeah. toe. Look how good I did it. We're done now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now you can go. So the last thing you did okay, is to fuck he said, get the fuck away from me. Stella's doing good, too. Now, listen. Caesar gets very, again, like, like, like insightful and, like, oh, yeah. deep and stuff with things. Uh-huh. Now, he did have a good point there, though, right? So, like, you do have to, I think he said, like, honor the change in the dog and, like, assess and evaluate, right? So, like, when I'm working with dogs, like, aggressive dogs and stuff like that or, or bite-risk dogs or any of those types of things, right? I have to constantly be mindful and in tune of their state of mind because it can change so much. And I need to respect that if the dog is being aggressive, I could get them to a place where they could be calm and compliant, right? Mm-hmm. And I need to to be mindful and respectful of that. And if they're being calm and compliant, I need to be mindful of the fact that they could switch back, right? And change back to that aggressive state of mind on a time. And I need to be constantly assessing and evaluating where the dog currently is. Mm-hmm. So. Stella's doing good. Look at Stella. What I need you to practice is, is this. So it's the smell. Stella. Stella. Oh, here. There it is. Right. That's it. You know? That's it. Here. And then you take your time. Just get the voice a little bit, a little bit more like, you know? And then you bring it here. Then she knows the name means go over here. Wait, these are like his bodyguards. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? They're gonna try. All right. Let's see. 
I don't know. <laughs> Chach. <It's like laughs> cloudy outside and he's got his sunglasses on. Guys, thank you for oh, boy. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so fine. Listen, like I, I have no problem with those types of things, right? Like it's, it's fine. They're good exercises yeah. to work on with your dog. The, the thing is, right? So if you actually break down what happened there, right? So yeah. obviously the dog is in association with being by the owner and being a little bit more protective around the owner mm-hmm. of themselves right mm-hmm. um caesar kind of helped get a lot of that breakthrough initially by just constantly approaching the car and not leaving right yeah. where the dog is reacting and realizing it didn't work that kind of got the dog into the state of mind like oh shit like what do i do now stress increased a little bit obviously but reactivity decreased mm-hmm. he went in the car right started patterning it in a little bit obviously without the owner to help the dog be a little more successful then yeah. once the owner went to do it the dog likely was just at that point exhausted themselves of the behavior which is good i mean that's a method we use obviously in a lot of cases and then was more calm because of it right Mm -hmm. again probably can be solved a little bit quicker with the use of just a correction there and then adding that routine in yeah but that was fine i liked it so let's do uh let's do one more here let's see what we got why do dogs lick their paws or eat grass why do dogs get itchy skin why do dogs get do not attempt the training techniques you are about to see without consulting can he help this aggressive dog Tonight on Caesar 911, a family friend adopts a dog whose owner passed away. It was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. You have an emotional attachment to this dog. It's almost like we're prolonging yeah. this past. And the new owner wants to give her dog a new life. I want him to have the best life. That would be the most meaningful thing for me to kind of give to my friend. But the new life causes stress to both dog and owner. Leon is aggressive towards people. <laughs> what? What the hell are you laughing at? Dude, her, just her reaction to everything. She's like linebacker mode or something. I don't know. Sorry. He's dog aggressive. If the dog cannot be rehabilitated, he'll bite him. He'll bite him. Animal control could be called in. It's not an option Ooh. to lose Leon. Will this owner suffer another tragic loss? But it might be an oh option. God, yeah, <laughs> but it might be. Oh, oh he's going for the llama. No! <laughs> that. Okay, so I remember when this show came out. Here, let's go back to that for one second. Okay. Here. Look at this. Here, how do I take this back like half a second? Right here. Okay, check this out. Watch it. Oh! Caesar nine one one. Oh man! Come on now. Caesar has received an urgent nine one one call from whistleblower Sue and Sonny. Whistleblower. Good friend's dog has become traumatized. <laughs> the whistleblowers. They referred to the friend that called him as the whistleblower. Yeah. Damn. After a tragic event. That recently Cold occurred in blooded. all of their lives. Yeah. How are you, ladies? Hi, Hi Caesar. Nice to meet you. How are you? How are you doing? Are these Great. The, I think these are the I love where you live. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what can I do? How can I help? Well, we're really concerned about. By the way, Caesar has owned the fucking tight ass T-shirt club like hardcore. Just next time they show a clip of him. Oh yeah. Look at that T-shirt. Oh, He's I rocking. know. Beloved dog Leon. He's been through a lot. We lost our tight around the guns. Lisa. You know? Lisa is Lisa was my daughter, and she loved Leon. She adopted Leon when he was three months old, and uh, she passed away about a year ago. We were on a cruise in the Mediterranean, and she came down on the last day with a very high fever, and they discovered she had meningitis, and then Lisa had a seizure, and um, by the time the paramedics came. She was gone. Well, losing a child is probably yeah, the Jesus worst punishment Jesus. anybody can have. And losing a, a, a special girl like Lisa, it's hard. 
They really exploit this stuff in a lot of these yeah, episodes. Do. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Like. Hard. <clears throat> Lisa adored Leon from the time he was three months old to, to the time she had him for four years. She felt like that was her child. I can't even put my fingers on, you know, that, uh, what, what it would be to lose your daughter in this case. That's just a heartbreaking pain that no parent should ever have to go through. Was Leon there when... I'm curious where they're going to get... So so we see, you know, similar situations. Family member dies, something like that. You get a dog from that or, or whatever, right? And a lot of the reason why this behavior will get so intense mm-hmm. is because of how much emotion is surrounding the situation. You could overdo sometimes all of those emotions that you're feeling in regards to the human, totally yeah. projecting and throwing that onto the dog. And additionally over the top, avoiding any sort of stress, discomfort, accountability, anything like that that the dog needs in order to thrive and turn them into just a monster, like over some of that kind of stuff. We see that with, like I said, people that acquire dogs that were family members' dogs when they passed away, or we'll see that with dogs where there was a multi-dog household and one of them passes away, and then you project all the emotions of how you're feeling about the other dog onto that dog, and these dogs are just not emotionally stable enough to handle that. Yeah. It's wild. This when Lisa passed away? Yes. I was the first responder on the scene. When I got in and I I saw that Lisa was not responsive, and I called the paramedics, they instructed me to put any pets away, so I had to remove Leon from the situation. But I'm sure he could hear the six paramedics coming through the door. Losing someone so unexpectedly is just such a shock. I can only imagine how panicked Leon was when he saw his, you know, his mom down. And it happened so quickly. I promise you guys. I'm going to say this. Some people like think stuff like this is like insensitive. I promise you that the dog is not thinking about that. Now, what are, is the dog thinking about in that moment? A lot of shit's happening right now. A lot of total spike in energy, right? All these emotions happening, all these people coming in, I'm being removed, right? The dog's probably used to being with the owner 24-7, right? And then tack onto that all the emotions that the owners are putting on the dog now that she's gone because they think that the dog in their mind is like, oh my God, I miss my owner, this, that, right? Dogs don't think that way, man. I'm telling you. I, I used to say this all the time to people. If I died tomorrow, right? And I just said, here's my dogs, right? And you were a dog trainer and you knew how to communicate with dogs effectively they'd be past it in a week yeah they, they wouldn't think twice you know what i mean like they're so adaptable that's why i see boarding trains come in after a week dogs like cool this is my routine now this is what i do right yeah yes they remember the owner right in the moment when they see the owner again they know how they feel around that person but they're not constantly thinking about it mm-hmm. right they truly do live in the moment with that kind of stuff yeah so all this dog is thinking about right now in this clip is what's happening in this exact moment mm-hmm I, like, I felt awful having to clear him out of the room because I know how worried he was. Do dogs experience trauma? I mean, all these paramedics walk in and all of a sudden they take her out and then he never sees her again. Would that traumatize him in any way? He does experience the moment. Now, it's up to you to let him... That's exactly what he's saying here. <laughs> and, and, I, and this, I'm, I really hope he, he gets into this the way that I think he's going to. Hold down to the moment. Yes. Okay. Because we human hold on the past. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we carry on this feeling uh, for many, many, many years. So the dog has been told to feel this way. I can tell these people are hurting, but... The dog is, what he's explaining is the dog is told to feel that way every single day, right? They live in the moment, but you're telling the dog what to feel through those emotions you're projecting onto them. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that I like about it. He explains that kind of stuff typically pretty well. Even like they are, is bound to have an effect on the dog. So when Lisa was with us, how Liam behaved? Always kind of skeptical of strangers okay, at first. Okay, so he was unsure. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. Then from that point on, what happened to Liam? Our friend Caitlin has adopted him. Yeah. And since then, he's had some really is- big issues with aggression. <laughs> I think anytime he feels threatened for Caitlin, right. he attacks. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's being really protective. Mm-hmm. You think? Yes. <laughs> it's an issue for, for yeah. Caitlin, and she's had an instance where Leon bit someone. 
and uh, they reported him to the, the authorities, yeah. and so they told him <laughs> if the dog bits another person. I'll tell you guys, <clears throat> don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. That's it. Just if your dog's reacting, try to not bear hug them. Yeah, don't bear hug them. And they will take away the dog. Certainly very concerned. A dog that bite people is really in a bad situation. I need to find out what causes his aggression. We are, we're both very attached to okay. Leon because, you know, I think we, through Leon, we have an attachment to Lisa. Yes. You have an emotional attachment to this dog. Mm -hmm. So to you, he is a human. Yeah. Yeah. Plus he connects you to a human. Right. Yes. That's the problem. He was like the grandkid that I never had. All right. Talking to Sue and Sonny, it's clear that everybody around Leon is projecting their human emotions on him, and that can backfire. Instead of comforting this dog, it could actually be triggering his attack, which has gotten them in so much trouble. Anything that you can do to help will be wonderful. I can't wait to meet him. Well, Caitlin's coming back from a, from walking Leon, so um, I'd love to get this started. Okay, let's right. go. Let's right. go. Let's go see it. Let's make this dream happen. Make I've been getting paid a thousand dollars a month, if not more, <laughs> oh, yeah? just from this app on my phone. Oh boy! And Shut up. Sue and Sonny take Caesar to meet their friend Caitlin and her boyfriend Andrew as they try to take Leon for a walk. See how she's pulling herself back? Yeah. See, by pulling herself back, she's telling him to go forward. That's a fight. See now, she's holding the leash. as how the dog is already moving forward. That's not good. Hold on. Kaylin, hey! This situation is very serious. There was something dramatic. Is oh, yeah. oh no! <laughs> it makes Liam become very aggressive. I need to show Kaylin how to get control of her dog before someone gets hurt. Can we just switch it? I'm just gonna show you how to do it a little sure. much easier. Sure. This is good. What I'm actually curious about is did she actually know right then and there he's gonna cover now? Because she's kind of like. What the fuck? Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> go away. Give me the dog. So we're gonna we're gonna actually put it all the way on the top. It gives you a better leverage. Okay. It changes the mind way better than if you put it on the bottom. Okay. This is what dog show people use it. Okay. And this is what fighting the people use. <laughs> so you pretty much have it in a position where it triggers this goliath, this okay. you know gladiator state yeah. of mind. Yeah. There you go. I'm Andrew Larson. And I'm Caitlin Kress. We live in Irvine, California, and we have a problem with yep. our golden chow, Leon. A little over a year ago, our best friend, Lisa, passed away, and we ended up taking Leon in as our dog. He has really helped me heal in this last year, because I just feel like she's not, she's not completely gone. You know, I know how humans deal with trauma, and loss. I don't know how dogs go through it, but it's been so nice to have him to go through this with. Lisa passing away was the hardest Project thing the emotions I've off. ever gone through. No, I'm not saying it again. I'm not saying this like insensitive, shameful way. Like I understand. I completely understand why that's something that people do, right? But we've got to be mindful of the fact that that's what creates the problems because dogs can't handle those emotions. They yeah. can't. They also, don't know what to do with it. Did she say that it was a golden chow? Did she say that? I yeah. Don't know. That doesn't look like a golden chow to me. Yeah. When we first got Leon, he was great. He was, you know, the Leon I always knew. <laughs> He's got and sunglasses on. And then after about two weeks, he kind of just seemed to snap. <laughs> Leon is... A lot of places, rescue stuff like that, talk about like a two-week decompression period right and yeah. that you know give your dog two weeks and you'll see their real personality come out i could not disagree with that concept even more right i remember when i adopted my first dog they said give the dog two weeks before you start any training this that right the reason why in two weeks you see the dog's true personality come out is it's not the true personality it takes about two weeks for you to create a personality in the dog or a temperament, or create a set of routines mm -hmm. and structure, or any number of those things. So in two weeks, that's about how long it's gonna take for the dog to get comfortable with all of those emotions you're projecting onto them, so they could then start to feel confident enough to take those and explode them into the real world, mm. right? Or it takes about two weeks for your dog to realize they can get away with A, B, C, or D in the house, where you start to see them get 
more mischievous and get yeah. into more things and stuff like that. Where from day one, you're mindful of you have about two weeks to be able to create the structure and routine you want. You could set yourself up for success in that time instead of just sitting around twiddling your thumbs, yeah. waiting for that personality to come out of them. Yeah, that you're for actually sure. creating and emboldening. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll get aggressive. He's aggressive towards people. He's trying to attack. He's trying to get at them. He had an incident while we were on a walk where he did end up biting a lady. He'll bite him. He'll bite him. And animal control was called. And ever since that moment, we've had to be very careful about what kind of uh, environment we put him in. It's not an option to lose Leon. There's, there's no possible way that I would let him, you know, be taken away. I think Caesar is our last hope because the situation is so sensitive and it's, you know, pretty high risk. Um, so this is kind of, you know, the end of the road as far as hope goes. We really need Caesar's help and pretty urgently. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna do like an obstacle course so you can watch what I just okay. watched. Okay. I'm gonna go like this. Like, yeah. Okay? Okay. Um, you can watch. Am I going with you or am I No, just watch, right just watch. Okay. Just hyperventilate over here. <laughs> <laughs> so I have some of my crew members standing with different dogs, small dogs, big dogs, pit bulls. You brought the whole I need to crew. see how Liam behaves around other dogs when he's away from Kaylin. Look how he's looking at him. Right, this is why I'm teaching him how to respond to that eye contact. Okay. Saw a video one time of this guy on TikTok or something. He had a pet corrector and he called it Caesar Milan in a can. Caesar Milan in a can. I thought that was hilarious. See, he's now, obviously, the difference, right? Like, you know, he is totally correct. Like, communicating through the leash, right? Now, it's very challenging, right? Like, you know, once you really know what you're doing, you can do it. But for your average owner, it's very difficult to communicate in this fashion. Because the key is, like, he was explaining the pulling away being the trigger, mm -hmm. you know, versus, you know, just communicating through that leash and interrupting things, right? Mm -hmm. um, you really have to, like, if you're going to deliver a correction, have it be this quick thing where there's no constant tension on the leash. Holding. The dog's used to doing those behaviors, but every time he hurry. tries to do them, he's getting interrupted. Yeah. Right? After saving with customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, I customize everything. Like Marco's backpack. Cracked windshield? Oh, man. Trust Safe Life. Unskippable. We'll replace your glass skip and recalibrate your vehicle's camera so seconds. automatic emergency braking and lane departure warning work properly. He really does the, Don't wait. Schedule now. The fingers, too, Safe doesn't he? Safe Life You are? Feel okay? <clears throat> I think one thing, like, you know, being critical of owners a little bit, right, is, like, sometimes... They do need to just, like, chill the fuck out from the standpoint of, like, in this scenario, yeah. like, she's getting all worked up. Like, all the dogs are on leashes. Nothing's yeah. going to—you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like we're going and, like— we're, I understand people get stressed in, like, social situations and stuff like yeah. that. But, like, nothing's going <laughs> to— Oh, God. <laughs> we're good. We're good. But, but like, nothing's going to happen. This is just what goes on in, like, trainers' heads sometimes. It's just, like, just— just like relax, yeah, just relax, right? Like all you do, like as long as you just hold that leash, nothing will happen. Mm -hmm. I promise, right? That's why we'll hear, hear people that are like, oh my God, my dog's so reactive on a leash. I need to get rid of them or something like that. And I'm just like, just don't let people come up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're on a leash. They're restrained away from things. Like nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Right there. You good? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I was getting anxious thinking about Leon walking up so. to this big so. pack of dogs. But I knew he was in good hands, so I just kind of calmed down. And I think just seeing how confident Caesar is, it's so reassuring. So you have to see that nobody's gonna hurt him. This is not just an aggressive dog. When I took Leon away from Kaylin, he got tense every time we got near another dog. His ears went up, he began to growl. This tells me this is an anxious dog, which it can lead to aggression. But after a few corrections at the right time, 
He returned to a calm state. However, when I look over, Kaylin was getting really anxious just watching me walking. I'm getting my increased heart rate. It's clearly that her anxiety makes Leon even more anxious. And Additionally, like this situation right here, this whole production of like this guy stopping, we're allowing the dogs to sit there and stare at each other. Like those are kind of like the quote unquote like common sense things yeah. that people should just like just keep. Go you got to just keep going. Yeah, right. Go. Sometimes we wait for the dog to like make a decision as opposed to just make the decision for them. Like yeah. right here, it's like both of them are just like standing there, like waiting. Like is one of them gonna stop looking? It's like no, hey, stop looking. We're going. Yeah. Right. It really is sometimes as simple as just like adopt that philosophy sometimes, especially with reactive dogs. Quit like, like, oh, they want to stop and stare at this dog. So let me let him stare. Right. It's like, no, yeah. we're not staring. Let's go. You know, <laughs> yeah. and obviously I know there's, there's more that goes into it than that. Oh, it yeah, is more challenging sure. than that sometimes, but that is some, sometimes some of those little steps in the right direction can go such a long way. Mm -hmm. And he lets us out to any possible threat. <laughs> I need to show Kaylin how to identify when he gets anxious and how to correct him when he gets aggressive. Look at the tail, communication. Look at the tail, look at the ears, right there. <coughs> the correction is to block the mind from escalating. Now, if I correct and I stay tense, I'm not correcting. Yes. Right? So the, the touch, right there, there you go. The touch is another thing people have an issue with. It's like the little foot taps and yeah. stuff like that. Like, gosh, he's not kicking the dog. Relax. Yeah. Like, it's a little tap. You know? Like, now that said, there is more than just the leash sometimes. Like, you'll notice in that case, you know, sometimes you use these different techniques to startle the dog. Now, I, again, I don't, I don't do much of this stuff because this is hard for owners to do. It doesn't transfer very well. Yeah. But if I were working with a new dog that was hyper fixated on something and I needed to shift them away, you could give that pop and additionally a little kind of poke in the back hip. Yeah. And that's going to help, like, startle them with, like, whoa. What the heck was that? You yeah. know, and it could be a little bit more effective for interrupting that state of mind. Yeah, he does that a little bit, kind of like. Well, he the... just did it a second ago. Yeah, 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 yeah with the little poke, you mm -hmm. know, and everybody gets all up and going, "Oh my god, he's poking, he's hitting the dog." Blah, blah. <laughs> just, every, it's just a poke. Just <laughs> chill, guys. Let's all just chill. It's just to 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 break the concentration of the brain. You need to tap him in the back. Well, that's just what I do. You don't have to tap him in the back. It's <laughs> just hear how he she asked. Yeah. Do you need to tap him in the back? <laughs> Well, do you want your dog trying to, like, kill every dog that they see? Like, Yeah. The quickest way to get the react. Look, see? You get this. The foot tap is a soft touch. The foot tap. That snaps the dog's brain out of his anxious state. Where I run into a problem also is when I, because I'm hyper alert, too, when I'm with him because of the situation. When I see him relax like this and then I relax is when people get bit in my house. In this stance, can I trust him still? When an animal is in front of fear for fear, fear for energy, they have to protect because right. the pack is in danger. Right. So you... Ooh, the camera guy almost got it. Love how like strategic they are too about they were like, you know, like, can I trust him when he's in this state of mind? Then two seconds later, Yeah, I know. <laughs> Caesar is helping Caitlin, who adopted her best friend's dog, Leon, after she tragically passed away. Ever since, Leon has been aggressive to both dogs and people. Foot tap snap. Foot tap snap. Leon just went after our cameraman. He's already been warned once by animal control. I'm glad I was there to stop it, otherwise it could be a big problem. <laughs> so I need to address this thing right now. I'm gonna ask the cameraman to enter into Leon's personal space again. Bring him in. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Good, give me the over here. There you go. He was told not to do it. Nobody got scared. It's the same energy was fed again. I just addressed it and move on. After Leon attacked the cameraman when he got too close, <laughs> I asked him to invade his space again. Leon started to get excited, checking his head back and forth. So I gave him a correction before he could latch out. Then when the cameraman got even closer, he remained calm. But the fact that he even tried to attack a person it's really serious. I need to get Kaylin and Leon to the DPC for some intense. Let's also elaborate on like he didn't, he didn't really try to attack. He started reacting. No, right? yeah, like that necessarily reacted. wasn't trying to attack, right? Training. 
So what I want to do next is I want to bring you to the ranch, you know, where we can have other species and practice. And then we're going to do all flesh activities. Wow. You okay. know, we're going to we're going to work with the pack. Okay. You know, I think this is a perfect example with the whole entire group of people that are actually very dedicated to Leon because Leon is a link to Lisa. I know it's easier to say than done. I understand. But just to move on, to let go of the pain, not let go of the memories. Both the humans and the dog need to heal. I'm going to focus on Kaylin to get this process started. But later, I'm going to make sure that Lisa's mom is also part of this. Well, I'll give you the leash to you, my friend, so okay. you can... Thank you yeah. so much, Thank Caesar. You. I'll see you at the ranch. Right. See you at the ranch. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Caesar. Bye, dude. There's hope. <laughs> nice, look at that. Passed by a camera guy. And the guy, a camera guy is still alive. <laughs> oh They're like, ha, ha, ha fuck you, yeah. dude. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, obviously that video is fine. That was for entertainment purposes there. Mm -hmm. Listen, so, you know, when you get into that kind of stuff, that brings up important conversations of like, that was the first 20 minutes that he met them, yep. right? Like, of course it's not fixed yet, right? No. He's showing concepts of this is how you start to get some headway of this. And you have a dog that has this perceived, I need to react and throw this huge fit to get people to go away. Yeah. And we need to repeatedly put him in situations where he typically would feel the need to do that, where he doesn't do that. And he starts getting some consequences for doing that. Mm -hmm. And then realize that nothing bad happens. At the end, when the cameraman came up to him a couple times, and he's like, oh, okay, <sighs> Right. This is still stressful as fuck. I don't like this. Yeah. But I'm not reacting and nothing bad actually happened. That's where the headway starts to happen with it. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what happens on the rest of it. Obviously, maybe I'll have to go watch that episode. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap that up. Like I said today, low key, watch a couple yeah. videos, talk about them. Yeah. Bill Caesar's way. That's it. Josh, you got anything to end on here? <sighs> nope. Right, guys, <laughs> well, we'll come back with some fresh content for you guys next yeah. couple episodes here and we'll go from there. Until next time, we'll see you. See you.